0: We're going to start uh, the, uh, the second part of a series we're in the middle of in Ecclesiastes, okay? I've mentioned this before. On, uh, on Wednesday nights, we march systematically through um, a book of the Bible. On Sundays, we tackle a series through a topic, all right? On Wednesdays, we tackle a series through a book. Um, And so we're in chapter two. We're going to march all the way through the book of Ecclesiastes, which is going to be a lot of fun because there are times when I think the writer of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, the richest and the wisest man who has ever lived, there's times where I think he needs a therapist and antidepressants. (laughs) He just sounds so depressed that he needs help, right? He needs help. And, and just so you know, my father is a, is a therapist and and um, uh, you know if you 're on antidepressants man if that 's what what you need that 's awesome. Um, we all need different things, uh, but it, Solomon needed it, okay he needs it. he needs a bowl of ice cream, he needs chocolate, he needs something. The guy is depressed, okay. Uh, so, so let's let's unpack this. Um, I'm going to talk about the title is called "The Pursuit of Happiness." Okay, um, and the guy has all the money he could ever need, ever want, ever desire. He is he's wise beyond measure, and he is pursuing happiness, and he has all things at his disposal. And so if we can learn from anyone, uh, because I don't know about you, I want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? I want to be happy. I don't like it when I'm not happy. When I'm in a bad mood, I'm, I'm in a bad mood that I'm in a bad mood. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like I want to have a bad day. I don't want to be in a bad mood. I'm not happy about being in a bad mood. I'm not happy. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want you know, the pursuit of happiness is, is in the Declaration of Independence. Every American, every person in the whole world wants to be happy. So he pursues it. But before we unpack that, if you're taking notes, we're going to play a little game of fill in the blank. All right. Um, I will be most happy when, go ahead and, and just write that down, Fi- finish that sentence, I will be most happy when, there you go, just just answer that, and if you say when the person next to me asks me out, just ask them out, Just just cut to the chase what I've realized is whatever we just put in that blank there has been numerous of things that have been in that blank throughout our life and what happens is is we erase what we put in the blank and then we add something different and then it gets erased and we add something different and then it gets erased and we add something different but there's always something that needs to be put into that blank Uh, Happiness for many people is a wild goose chase, but there's no goose. Yeah. All three of us got that. <laughs> you're chasing, you're looking, but it's elusive. It's like trying to catch your shadow. It's just, you're just in a perpetual state of unhappiness. Does anyone know anybody like that? Go ahead and raise your hand. You know somebody like that. They have always been unhappy. And if you were in Vegas, you would bet that they will always be unhappy. Now, I'm looking at Pastor James Allen, a marriage and family counselor on staff with us. Why don't you stand up, Pastor James. did a phenomenal job last Wednesday he spoke and uh you know i i like going out to lunch with him because i just like listening to him talk and there there are some people that are in a perpetual state of unhappy uh they are gonna find something to be unhappy about have you ever been in a situation where you're like i'm supposed to be excited about something but i can't remember what it is have you ever been there? I've been there a million times. I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be excited about something. I just can't remember what I'm excited about. Today's supposed to be a good day, but I don't remember what's happening today. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of people that's wired the other way. I know I'm supposed to be upset about something, but I just can't remember what it is. And there's just this gravitational pull. It's just like this, this cultivation of unhappiness. It's like this garden of unhappy that's constantly getting watered. And and so um, we want to figure out what's the formula for being happy. Because we want to just stay laser focused on that. I want to spend the bulk of this evening talking about what Solomon tried. And then I'm going to spend the conclusion of the message discussing um, what works. Uh, I want to spend some time talking about what he tried so that we don't do that, all right? So let's start. Um, the pursuit of happiness, let's start. Verse 1, chapter 2, it reads like this. I said to myself, come now, I will test you with pleasure, so enjoy yourself, and behold, it was to fertility. In other words, what he's saying is, I am going to pursue any pleasure I want. And as king, he could do that. If it looks good, he can eat it. If he wants to buy it, he can buy it. He can do whatever he wants that's good. Now imagine, what is it that you enjoy doing? Ladies, do you enjoy getting your nails did? Does that is that a pleasurable experience for you? What if it was always free? You never had to pay for it again. Oh, now now I'm anointed all of a sudden, right? <laughs> you never had to pay to get your nails done again. You could just go there, sit down. My, my my wife asked me to come into the salon to get something out. She had something in her purse. or, or I, can't, I was picking up. I can't remember what I was doing. But I had to walk into the salon. And um, I felt really uncomfortable because I was the only guy there. And I don't like being the only guy anywhere. I walked in. She had her feet in this tub. One person was like working on her feet. And she had this other person right here. And I'm like, what is going on right now? What, what is happening right now? You, are you somebody important that I don't know about? I'm paying for you, You got someone doing your hands. You got someone doing your feet. And she's like this. I'm like, well, hold on a minute. First of all, why am I not in the chair? But I'm just like, is that something that you would like to do on a regular basis a massage would you like to get a massage every single week I mean what is it that if you could, if you had all the money you could do whatever you want what pleasure do you enjoy so much that you would do it on a regular basis for the rest of your life my son Luke is eight and uh, he went to go get a, a haircut at like hot shots or Sports shots or, or whatever it is. and is I'm sitting there reading a magazine and he comes out smiling and I'm like, what are you smiling about? And he goes, I didn't know they could wash your hair. <laughs> and immediately I was like, that's why it was seven bucks more. The lady asked him, do you want your hair washed? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, dad, it was like a shower just for my head. <laughs> he goes, she put the warm water on my head. And he goes, I got goosebumps all over my body. And He goes. the The sink is like perfect for my neck. It was so awesome. I goes. I've never had it. And she was rubbing my head with the with the sprayer thing. Good. Can we go back there? I was like, No. You can go take a shower at home. I'm gonna pay seven dollars extra for your eight year old head every time you want to do that. It's like this is this is what I, this is what I want to do. So it, he ends up saying that, and behold, it was too futility in other words I wasn't happy the second thing he tries is kind of funny no pun intended verse number two I said of laughter this is madness and of pleasure what does it accomplish what does that tell us that means that he decided I'm going to pursue comedy I want people to make me laugh they didn't have TVs back then they didn't have TiVo back then That's how we know times were hard. Um, So when he wants to pursue laughter, when he wants to pursue comedy, and you're the king, and you have all the money that you'll ever need and more, you pay people to come make you laugh. So he could bring in the funniest people to come make him laugh. And what he ends up saying here is he ends up saying, what did it accomplish? This is madness. In other words, what was funny stopped being funny. It's just not funny anymore. Like personally speaking, I've only, I've watched probably 50 billion movies, but I've only watched like maybe two movies twice. I don't like watching movies twice. Is there anyone with me on that? You just don't like watching movies twice? I already know what's going to happen right especially comedies like Happy Gilmore I laughed so hard I had tears coming out of my eyes watching Happy Gilmore did anyone watch Happy Gilmore with Adam Sandler he was trying to be a golfer I cried my eyes out well the other day it was on TV I put it on and I'm just like this it's not funny to me anymore where he reached the place where he had paid all the funny to come to him and then it wasn't funny anymore And now he's reached a place where now he's incredibly depressed because he decides, my life is meaningless, so I'm just going to laugh for the rest of my life. I'm going to laugh. And then he reaches a place where I can't laugh about anything anymore. Everything is dumb. Have you ever told a joke to somebody who doesn't laugh? And all of a sudden it's still like, man, you're a wet blanket. I don't even think I like you anymore. I just told you a joke and you didn't think it was funny let's try it so a horse walks into a bar the bartender says to the horse why the long face? see uh, yeah 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 98 percent of the room is looking at me like don't ever tell a joke again I didn't come here for jokes. I came here to hear the word of God. Don't tell me. And that's the feeling that you have when you tell a joke to someone like, what was that? (laughs) Have you ever fake laughed before? (laughs) Like what many of you just did? It's a gratuitous laugh. That's the point. I can't pursue. I'm trying to pursue laughter. This isn't. I just want to be happy is what he's saying. Here's the third thing he tries. He tries partying. See, partying has been going on long before high school kids. Watch this. Verse 3. I explored with my mind how to stimulate my body with wine while my mind was guiding me wisely and how to take hold of folly until I could see what was good there is for the sons of men to do under heaven the few years of their lives. Now, I know that sounds discombobulated, but what he's basically trying to say is, is I tried to drink all day, every day. I just wanted to just be on a buzz 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I just want to buzz, just buzz, 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 and buzz, that's all I want to do is just buzz. And, and he's backing up, and he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm totally, completely sick of it. And this guy could afford the best. He could afford wine that wasn't like named after a bird. (laughs) Those of you who are laughing, you just exposed yourself. Uh, (laughs) He could afford to buy any wine that he wanted. He could afford to buy any beer that he wanted. He had beer going on back here. People were making beer for him. I don't know if it was really beer, but he could make... He had a crew stepping on grapes. He could have any kind of wine he wanted. He's like, I have drank until I could drink, until I can't drink anymore. He's like, this is not working for me. Watch what else he tries. Verse 4. He decides, I'm going to dip into real estate. I think everybody has daydreamed about real estate. At some point in their life, they're like, I wonder if I just start buying places. I wonder how that would work out. Even people that don't have the money to buy places like me dream about, maybe I should buy, maybe I'll be a landlord. I'll be a landlord. Well, this has always been an appetizing pursuit. Watch this. Verse 4. I enlarged my works. I built houses for myself. I'm going to have a house over here. I'm going to have a house over there. I'm gonna have... Imagine if you could have a house anywhere you want. Out loud, take the next 10 seconds and just think, if you could only have one extra house, it's completely paid for. Where would you want it to be? Go ahead, say it out loud, say it to your neighbor. South Carolina. Anywhere in the world and you want it in South Carolina. Wow. You like to play golf. That's North Carolina. That's where all the golf is. What's in South Carolina? Retirees. Good. Good. Someone share. What else would you... Someone just shout it out. Scotland. You like to wear skirts. Someone else. Ireland. Yes. Yes. You like beer? I thought everyone from Ireland puts beer in their cereal. (laughs) The Irish. That's what what I think of when I think of Irish. I'm like, beer drinking, Lucky Charms eating. (laughs) Someone else. Spain. Spain. Where at in Spain? (laughs) She goes, Spain? Where at in Spain? Where do I want to go in Spain? Where? Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Someone else. Lake Tahoe. Oh, now I'm connecting to you. I'm connecting to you on that, Alan. Anyone else? Colorado. Where at in Colorado? Anywhere in Colorado, right? Amen to that. Someone else. Hawaii. Cancun. Cancun Palace. Sun Palace. Beach Palace. I know. I know. Someone else, this is fun for me. Brazil. Brazil. Yes. See, if everyone had, we could all like timeshare. <laughs> this is what he did. Solomon's house, well, listen to this, took 13 years to build. The temple took seven years and 153,000 workers. Those crews went to work and built his house. Imagine what you could do with unlimited resources and 100,000 workers. You can build any house you want. He's getting caught up in real estate. Many of us also get caught up in real estate. You buy a house, If we were to downsize our house and just take our pride and stick a fork in it, and downsize our house many of the financial challenges some of us uh, we that we have we would not have them to the same degree if we were just downsized but downsizing does not boost our ego the way we enjoy it to be boosted just out of just for the sake of conversation what would happen if you downsized to a one bedroom apartment Some of you are in a one-bedroom apartment, and that's awesome. Think about if you were to get a cheaper apartment. Now, some of you are saying, that's impossible. I can't downsize to a one-bedroom apartment. I have too much stuff. What if you got rid of that stuff? You say, that's impossible because I have too many people. No, you can't get rid of people. Do you see where I'm going with this? What if you just downsize all the way down, 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 down? You take your car and you figure out how to get a cheaper car. Down, 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 down. You go, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. Why? Maybe we have an appetite for real estate. You know, quick story. I went to Guatemala this past summer on a Celebration Church trip with some of you. And there was a translator and the the guy from Guatemala was embarking on what we would call a counseling session. So he's asking me, he's got a lot of stress in his life and he wanted to talk. We've got a a translator between us and, and he was telling me that he's stressed out because he has financial problems. And so I'm like, hey, I have these conversations with people in the States every other week. Let's talk. I said, how much debt do you have? He said, $2,000. I said, like $2,000 credit card debt? He goes, no, I don't have any credit card debt. I said, "Um, do you have like school loans? And I knew he didn't have school loans, but I was just throwing that out there. He's like, no, I I didn't go to school. We were in his truck, and so I said, is is this truck, do you own this truck? He goes, no, this truck is paid for. It's got like 100 million miles on it, but it's paid for. I said, do you owe on your house? He goes, no, I, I just, it, I live in a, a, a two-bedroom, small, you know, Adobe house. Where's your 2000 He goes, well, um, my house started flooding and so I had to borrow $2,000 from somebody to fix my house. I said, so all the debt you have is $2,000? He said, yes. I said, look, I know that's a big deal, and I'm not going to try to minimize it. That is a big deal. And, and I want to talk you through on how some creative ways on how we can get rid of that debt. But before we do that, just let me encourage you just for a second. The average American is $200,000 in debt. If you take their credit cards what they owe on their house, what they owe on their cars, and you add it together, the average 200000 And people that are not in that much debt are only in about 90000 if you take their cars and their house and their credit cards. And you know what he says back to me after a long silence? He goes, Do Americans like luxuries? And I went, well, hold up, man. Why don't, you, why don't you back up a little bit? <laughs> don't be judging us, all right? <laughs> and and I, I've never forgot that. And I thought to myself, well, I, I think that's what the problem is. We, we like a car that's at least this much. And we like a house that has at least this much. And we like this that has at least that much. And, and we have this imaginary line that we refuse to go beneath. Right, and we all have one. The lines are different, but we all have this imaginary line. This isn't. He pursued that happiness, the same one that you and I have, and he backs up and he says "Um, that this is uh, that this is this is not satisfied me. Next, he pursues. Watch this: gardening. I mean, he's really stretching here. I mean, he, I'm going to try being a green thumb. Anyone here like to garden? Here we go. I planted vineyards for myself. I made gardens and parks for myself. And planted them in, in uh, I planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made ponds of water for myself from which to irrigate irrigate and forest a forest of growing trees. He built a forest. He built a park. He planted trees. There is this sense of fulfillment when you plant something in your yard and you see it live. Do you know what I'm talking about? I felt so cool last year. I went to Lowe's. I bought a plant. I brought it to my house. I pulled the thing out. I stabbed the bottom of it, because that's what the guy told me to do. Stabbed to the bottom of it so it could drink real good. I dug a hole, stuck it in there, pushed the dirt on top, I backed up. This summer I saw it was still there, and I was like, booyah. <laughs> I was like, I planted that right there. That Like, here's another example. My kids, for Mother's Day, we bought um my wife oh shoot what's that tree with the big leaves like this and magnolia Magnolia. you're good you because all I said was leaves like this and you're like magnolia that was that was serious (laughs) because there's a lot of trees with leaves but (laughs) that was good So we got my wife a magnolia tree for Mother's Day four years ago. And when we planted it, it was this high. And now it's like triple that high. And every time I look at it, I'm like, now it's ugly as all get out. Half of it has no branches because a deer came in and ate it. But I don't care because we planted that tree. It is so tall. It's, it's like, wow, we planted that. There's some fulfillment there. And, and, and what Solomon did, he's like, I planted a forest. I, I made a pond. I, I got trees. It's like he's got a little piece of Florida. He's got orange trees as far as he can see. That didn't work either. Then he tries this. I'm going to be happy when I can just relax. He tries leisure. I bought a male and I bought male and female servants, and had, and I had home-born slaves. All I want to do is sit here. That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit here. I want you to fan me. I want you to feed me. I want you to put my feet in that bucket. I want you to put that shower on my head. I want you to. That's all I want to do. I'm just going to just serve me. That didn't work. Think about that, though. If you could have a staff in your house, what would you have? Would you have a chef? Would you have your own salon? Would you go find your favorite nail girl? And and that's what I've learned about you, ladies. (laughs) Not just anyone can do your nails. You got your girl. Not just anyone can do your hair. You gotta go to your your girl to do your hair. Your girl. You don't just go anywhere. And even if you go to the same salon, you gotta have your girl. There's seventeen girls in that same place, but no no no, Sherry's not here. Am I right? See when I used to have hair? Here's sixteen bucks, anyone here can cut it. Not you're not ladies, no 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 no. Is Elaine here? No, Elaine's not here. Okay, I'll see you later. Well we do have Jennifer, no. It's kind of cute, actually. So animals. He tries animals next. This guy's trying everything. Let's just read what he says. I also possessed flocks and herds larger than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. Any cat people here? Let me see who you are. Now I want to pray for you because that's not normal. <laughs> There's a problem with cats. When you come walking in, they look at you like, why are you here? <laughs> when dogs see you, it's like, ah. Do- When dogs see you, it's almost like they've never seen you before. Don't you love that? You know dogs love you more than your wife and your mom put together? more than your husband, more than your best friend. They love you more than all of them. It's true. Because if you take your wife or your mom or your dad or your best friend, you put them in the trunk (laughs) and shut the door with your dog. You open the trunk. Who's happy to see you? (laughs) Right? we're just we're in a this is facts people right (laughs) this guy's like I want some animals but but the animals that this guy gets it's not like he goes and gets a dog he goes he's the king what kind of animals does he have tigers and bears oh my lions and tigers and bears he's got giraffes hippopotamuses alligators I mean when he decides I'm gonna have some animals I feel bad for the guy that's gotta go catch (laughs) them come here kitty 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 (laughs) they don't have those guns back then and they fall asleep and then they they bring them back and they wake up like where am I they didn't have that back then they're like (laughs) Think about it. You know what's so funny about tonight? There's about 12 of you that are like, Are you okay? (laughs) I'm not. Then he decides, I'm just going to pursue the almighty dollar. I'm going to become richer than rich. I'm already the richest guy on the globe. I'm going to become richer than rich. In verse 8a, it says this, Also I collected for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. From taxes alone, Solomon earned 25 tons of gold in addition to the gold and exotic treasures brought by fleets of ships accompanied by by his innumerable other investments and income streams. Solomon had real wealth which was unparalleled in human history. Unparalleled. He had more money than he knew what to do with. There was, he was, in human history, the richest man to ever live. That didn't work. Anyone here like music? Come on. You like music? He decides, I'm going to go pursue music. I I love the Bible because it outlines it. In verse 8, it says this, I provided for myself male and female singers. I want people to sing around me I want you to sing to me he had he brought in um, you too he brought in Adele he brought in Celine Dion he brought in Israel Houghton, Isaiah Rangel he could he could bring in anybody he wants to sing in his living room he doesn't need an iPod he doesn't need a radio he brings them into his house Can you imagine? You like Billy Joel? He can come to your house. Elton John come to your house. You want the whole Lakewood Church choir come to your house. Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir come to your house. That got old. <laughs> Clearly he didn't know you, Isaiah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's 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 uh let's wake up the people who are sleeping tonight. He decides, I'm going to pursue sex. Gotcha. Verse 8. And the pleasure of men, many concubines. Interesting. He didn't say, I went out and got me a concubine. Went out and got me a girl. He said, no, no, no. Many. Which... It's hard to be married just to one person. I don't see how signing up for this helps you get closer to happiness. But anyway, he um, says this, how many, wife, uh, how many wives does Solomon have? He had 700 wives. I could have helped him right then and there. I'm like, bro, here's the problem right here. It's not the gardening that's got you all worked up. You can't live in a house with 700 women. I'm just saying. He didn't stop there. He had stripper girlfriends a.k.a. concubines, to the tune of three hundred. He had a thousand women. Imagine you could have as many boyfriends or girlfriends or husbands or what? You can have tall ones, short ones, redhead ones, bald ones, <laughs> blonde ones, People that don't speak the same language as you. You can have anyone you want. As many as you want. He goes, I'm done. I, I, these women are driving me crazy. <laughs> then, he goes, you know what? I'm just going to dive into work. This is the last one I'm going to hit. I'm just going to dive into work. These women are driving me crazy. I'm not going to come home. I'm just going to work. I'm <laughs> just going to work, 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 work. Just going to get that check, working on that check, working on that pickup. <laughs> then I became great and increased more than all who preceded me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also stood by me. All that my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure for my heart was pleased because of all my labor. And this was my reward for my labor. Continuing reading. In verse 10. All that my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. Did you see that? Everything my eye wanted, I took. I think, if, my, if I remember correctly... There was 33 times he said in this book, meaningless, 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 meaningless. Let me just, if you're taking notes, and Isaiah, I'm I'm about to close, if you'd come help me. Happiness is a gift. It is not something that you can buy. Happiness is a gift. A few um, takeaways, number one is this, enjoy life, enjoy it, enjoy life, I know we've got problems, I know we have stresses, I know we have concerns. But every single week of your life that you have ever lived, you have had problems, worries, and concerns. When you were two days old, you were looking for your pacifier in your bottle. Every single week of your life, you have had problems and concerns. If we do not learn how to enjoy life with problems and concerns, we will never enjoy life. You'll never enjoy it. Some people feel that they will never enjoy life, and I feel like this is a word for somebody. They'll never enjoy life because of an event that has taken place in their life. An event. Some of those events have been incredibly painful and I wouldn't even try to minimize them. The enemy came into your life and hurt you Scarred you, bruised you. And that was a horrible, horrible day, season. But do not let him take your future. He hurt you then. Do not give him the satisfaction of laughing because. Now, every single day he gets to own because of something he did 10 years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. Enjoy life. Find a way to enjoy life. Number two, stuff and satisfaction are two completely different things. stuff will not satisfy. Satisfaction can only be found. Only be found. When you find a reason to live that is greater than anything that you can see. It's going to take a while to wrap your head around that. Because it's not your house, it's not your garden, it's not your paycheck. You know what dawned on me the other day? Is in order for us to be truly happy two things have to happen. One of them, we have to be faithful with what we have. And number two, listen to this, something that you cannot control has to go your way. Something that you cannot control has to go your way. You have got to be incredibly faithful with what you have. And something that you cannot control has got to go your way. That is how all success takes place. The Super Bowl, when you watch it, whoever wins, whoever wins, whether it's the Carolina Panthers or the Denver Broncos, they were faithful with what they had, and something they could not control went their way. There was a fumble. Somebody kicked it wide right, kicked it wide left. There was an interception the wind blew. I'm just telling you. You watch the Super Bowl. If you make money on the stock market, you were faithful with the investment and something you could not control went your way. You cannot control the most important ingredient That leads to success. And it doesn't matter what the arena is. The Bible says one man plants, another man waters, but God causes the increase. That's the part you can't control. So who are you leaning on? Because everything is determined. Everything depends on who you depend on.